tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. joining us here on PM Express and yesterday we heard from the finance minister he was giving us an economic update on the back of the IMF program he was looking into the future but also talking about where we are today as a result of the IMF program it was a positive economic assessment and also looking at the IMF dividend that we are currently reaping uh, since 17th of May when this deal was closed. Tonight, let's do a setting reality check because we're going to bring in the individuals and business community and experts who actually feel the economy. They breathe and live the economy on a daily basis so we can begin to measure um, what their reality is as against what the finance minister uh, was saying yesterday. You, you actually see that some of what the finance minister had said yesterday tallies with what they're experiencing, but some also depart. But a few of the things to look for in the finance minister's session yesterday uh, about some key numbers. And one of the key numbers to look for is $3 billion. We know that because the IMF has given us that. But also, the important thing for the government is the record time they're getting this. 
and the quantum they got is three times our quota which is an interesting bit indeed it's three times our quota and it was front-loaded a significant part of that is 1.2 billion was front-loaded in six months 600 uh, million is already in we're expecting the federal 600 to come down the line we have 600 million uh, which is in our bank uh, already now here's the thing though we we looked at this if we look at our quota indeed with the with the imf indeed we got far more than we have been allocated as far as that quota is concerned but what does that really signal and how does that help the economy especially when you talk about businesses those who actually live and feel and breathe the economy now if you look at the uh, finances that the finance minister is looking at in terms of where the monies are going to come from to transform this economy multilaterals he says are going to give us a certain amount of money two billion this year alone so that's a lot of money two billion dollars this year alone 6.2 billion um between 2023 to 2026 is what we're expecting to come in bilaterals will bring in 30 million dollars this year 330 million uh, between 2023 and 2026 is what we're expecting and so the monies that are going to come in and this is all a breakdown that we saw from the finance minister yesterday giving us an update uh, on the back of the IMF program and if you look at the uh, further breakdown of this as I said earlier 1.2 billion is going to come in this year 3 billion over the next three years we have the situation where the World Bank also coming in with 530 million, 1.6 billion by 2026. Um, so there's a lot of money coming into the, into this country. AFDB will also bring its own amount of money. AFDA uh, bringing in 200 million dollars. There's a lot of money coming in. Ghana has a significant goodwill. So what has been the impact of all this nice talk about the money's coming in? The confidence that the bilateral multilateral partners are reposing in ghana well the finance minister begin to isolate a few of the numbers that will tell you a story of where we are in terms of the uh the the imf dividend okay the first one he talks about is inflation and inflation is a beast because it eats away your income it eats away what you're getting and it goes straight into your pocket it's the it's it's the biggest um pocket if you like when it comes to taking money out of your out of your pocket and taking food on off your table um inflation so the the finance minister isolated this because if you go back to december um 2022 inflation the rate was around 54.1 percent the finance minister cites the point that if you look currently we had uh, 42.2 percent but can you say that this is a direct result of the imf program no you can't because we know the timing itself tells a story because this the last one that was announced last week was a result of may and and it's actually an increase um of just a marginal increase of 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 rates there but remember that the imfd was closed signed off on the 17th of may so this could not be that um the finance ministry themselves estimates that this is possibly because of the fresh taxes that have been introduced on the back of the um you know meeting some of the imf prior actions and of course the increases we've seen in utility tariffs that may have eaten into this but also food inflation um is also contributing significantly uh, to this and some of the most interesting things like dog meat etc has played the role in this but for the government this is positive from 54.1 percent to 42.2 percent is positive for them it shows that the economy is beginning to recover is that really true and how are the businesses feeling this in their pockets and in their business we'll talk about that uh, uh, pretty soon also we look at depreciation of the city according to the finance minister they've seen a some stability because in december 2022 the city it said that the rate of depreciation was 30 percent that was significant now in may 2023 it is at 21.7 so that is some stability that the finance minister talks about again how is this reflecting on the ground a business community will join us with a view on this and the 91 day treasury bill and many people after the crash of the bond market they started putting their money in there in december it shot it up to 35.5 percent if you put your money in there at that time you would have made a lot of money but now the health of an economy is how low your 
the rates will be when you put your money into T-bills. And it's dropping now to 20.6. The lower it is, the better for the economy because it shows confidence. This is price risk. People price a lot of risk in there and then move the, the rates up as well. And then another thing that the financial talks about is a current account balance, which was in negative. It was in the red. And he says it's now inched into the, into the positive um, of, of GDP, 0.9% of GDP. So for the finance minister, this is the strongest indication yet that we're on a path to recovery. Um, And on the back of the assessment yesterday, we'll get them to, to tell us that. And but there is tough time. There are still tough times ahead. Cocoa bills, U.S. bonds are still outstanding in terms of restructuring. We believe that will happen. And international independent power producers, they are, they ha- the government owes them significant amounts of money, in excess of four billion dollars. Uh, and so we know there are meetings currently happening to try and negotiate this because they threatened to shut down the power plants by the end of this month if they are not paid what they are owed or some reasonable arrangement is not reached to pay them that over time. They want $500 million um, now as part of what they are owed. And so that is a big conversation that must happen. And that's money that government must find to settle them immediately. Organized Labor and Pension Fund, Corporate Trustees, also that conversation hasn't ended yet. And it's the talks are still happening on this. This is a very controversial one. We've done many shows here about it as well. Now, if you look at the, um, the, the restructuring that we are, we are looking at, if you look at the total domestic debt as restructured already, 85 uh, billion, you will notice that there is a bit more that we didn't get in, which is part of the reason why government is looking at restructuring the cocoa bills, etc. as well. Because if you look at the target of one, 137 billion, that was the initial target, we didn't get that. We had to revise it down to um, $132 billion. That was when they first revised it. And then we came down to a second revision of $130 billion. And then where we ended was that figure you see there. I mean, that was the third revision. But this is actually what we got. And so the gap there is, is interesting. So it isn't all rosy from what the finance minister has said. There are still significant challenges there in terms of mopping up the debt and improving um, our, our balance sheet as well going forward. And yes, you see the external debt still has to be restructured. $10 billion of that will still have to be restructured uh, going forward. Let's bring in my guests after this and let's have a conversation. On the back of the finance minister's press conference yesterday updating us, there's some transparency there, of course, telling us what the positive outcomes have been on the back of the IMF over the last few weeks. But then, once you hear from the finance minister, let's hear from those who feel the economy on a daily basis and see if they are beginning to feel this as well. And that will eventually translate into what you feel in your pocket, on your table, and in your homes and businesses. Stay with me after the, after the break. My guests will join me. All of a sudden, my voice are different. And when you try a call, <laughs> uh, Batman, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey, near dear frau. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Mm. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. With the Ecobank salary account, you will enjoy free life insurance, free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. And even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo. 
this Ecobam salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey, yo, myself. I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority, under the Caritas Lottery Platform. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. We are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Chef is back. A new addition with a new twist, new recipes, a new style, new delicious plates, and new critics. This is Big Chef Tertiary. It's a battle of Ghana's tertiary schools with the best chefs with the sharpest knife. Make a date Sunday, 25th of June, 2023 at 5pm as we outstore the schools representing your region at the launch of the mating edition of Big Chef Tertiary. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my god. Oh, shit. You took a lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. Hey! You are lying. Are you busy? Forget everybody. Yeah, Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we will give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about PET. I want some Yadiyadi face. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Bitters always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status. After I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. 
If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Chef is back. A new addition with a new twist, new recipes, a new style, new delicious plates, and new critics. This is Big Chef Tertiary. It's a battle of Ghana's tertiary schools with the best chefs with the sharpest knife. So you're ready to propose. Yes, I am. You got her parents' approval. You told her friends. And you got the ring. <laughs> well. Luckily, there's GageDiamonds.com with engagement rings in every style for every budget with certified natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, and moissanite. But I'd rather not drain my savings. Gage lets you buy the ring today and pay over time with no credit needed financing. Brilliant. GageDiamonds.com. We're engagements. Middle name. Exclusions apply. Dr. Rick here with another telltale sign you're turning into your parents, getting particular about your drive through order. Don't pull away yet. I like to check the bag because one time they forgot to give me extra ketchup. People are waiting. Hmm, I'm only seeing four nuggets. Bop, bop, bop. Wait, nope, there's five. Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. But we can help you compare rates on home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Make a date Sunday, 25th of June, 2023 at 5pm as we outstall the schools representing your region at the launch of the mating edition of Big Chef Tertiary. with us. Uh, joining me in the studio uh, tonight is Mark Bedou Abwaje. He's the CEO of the uh, Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry and he joins us in the studio. They, they leave the feel, they breathe the economy on a daily basis. So I want to tap into uh, what he makes of the finance minister's assessment. And also joining me is Professor Gofred Bokwin, who is economist and professor of finance at the University of Ghana. Uh, professor William Petra also joins us. He's a professor of finance of the Andrews University in Michigan. Uh, there are two props on Zoom. Uh, the man on the ground is with me in the studio. So I want to start with you. So yesterday, the finance minister um, did a, a very significant briefing um, on the back of the IMF program was, was to update us, but also give us a sense of the benefits that we have already been deriving from the IMF program. I mean, from a business point of view, have you begun to see, have you, are you experiencing any positive turns from the IMA program just yet? Well, um, admittedly, I think if you had not secured the IMF um, deal, things would have been worse than what we are experiencing now. So on that score, I think there are some positive signs. However, I will look at the minister's statement in the context of what the business community we would now look at. If those things are improving, then all of us can, can see. A typical case is inflation. Of course, we've seen that it has trended down from the 54.1 percent that we experienced in December. In April, it was uh, 41.1, and then in May, it moves to 42.2, which means that there have been at least a 1 percent increment. Obviously, the reasons for the increment. One is because of the taxes that were introduced, which is largely because of the, the IMF uh, program, okay. and also the utility adjustment. So on that score, we realize that the IMF program is rather making things worse for businesses. If you take policy rate, the last time the, the governor announced the policy rate, it was maintained at 29.5. Yeah. That means that the lending rates basically are almost the same over the period, all things being equal which means that nothing has really changed. Businesses are still borrowing at a rate of 30 to 45% based on your risk profile. Utility prices, the tariffs, they've all gone up, both water and electricity. The depreciation or the strength of the CD, we were actually expecting that there will be a significant drop so that the CD will put up a strong performance against the major trading currencies. It's been still hovering around 12%. There have been some stability the, um, around it. So if you put all these things together, the cost of production has not really changed. So if we are expecting that the IMF program will actually improve the cost of production and to ensure that businesses now have some relief and some respite. But for now, I can confidently say that nothing has really changed looking at the business environment. We are hopeful that it will improve. Um, I think that um, we should also be measured in the way we are reporting some of this uh, positive. I think it's too short a time for us to go around saying that we have achieved that much. 
in the sense that macroeconomic policies are such that you can't have a change in the variables overnight. It takes some time, and sometimes there are lags, and the pastoral effect takes much time. So we are hopeful, very optimistic, that the environment will improve. But for now, looking at the variables and indicators that I have mentioned, personally, um, and then also speaking for the business community, I haven't really seen a much change. And of course, when businesses are doing well, uh, prices are going down, then the ordinary citizen who goes to the market to buy the product that we produce and the services will also look and see the reduction in prices. A typical case, or as a critical question, whether for a normal guy have seen a reduction in prices. And they will say no, because even the fuel prices that were coming down, we've seen for some They're time They're beginning now. to inch up again. Yes, they are, they are inching up. And of course, although we have not seen any um, increase in, in fares, lorry fares, I mean, the likelihood that um, these things will come is, is, is also there. So we are, we are happy we have IMF deal. We are happy it's going to transform into uh, an improvement in the macroeconomic environment and bring some stability. But for me, within this short time, I haven't seen mm. respite. That, well, what about the confidence that you were expecting? I remember the day you were here when we were anticipating the IMF deal to go through. You were looking forward to the announcement, bolstering confidence in, in business and industry, and so you can get more investors. And in fact, you had, had said that there were some investors who had called and were waiting for the deal to be announced, and then they will come in and, and make the investment. Has that been one of the dividends that you've noticed? Yes, for me, that is, that is one of the positives that you have received. Largely, we've been able to restore some level of confidence and some certainty. And of course, it's because of that that... Um, even the, the multilaterals and the bilateral community are also willing to give some money uh, to us. In the business community, I mean, you see people calling and showing signs that they are willing to come. Uh, the, the likelihood that the FDIs will improve up to the end of the year is there. So on that score, I think it's, it's a positive sign. The confidence is there. And we need that confidence as well as businesses to be able to grow and expand. And I'll isolate soon some of the key things that the, uh, the, the finance minister talked about, about business. Because we focus quite a lot on how to improve the business environment for, for yourselves going forward. And some of the measures that you want to introduce, I'll come to that shortly. Let me go to Professor Bopping. Prof, um, was it premature for the finance minister to give this assessment weeks after the IMF program? Well, I wouldn't say it is premature. I think that it's, uh, it's consistent with economic strategy, right? To regularly update the market is very, very important. But in that same, uh, uh, in the spirit of updating the media and the, and, the, and the general public, the content, what you put out there must reflect reality. Otherwise, you may end up actually undoing the credibility that the program seeks to bring. And why am I saying so? So generally, we will say that, yes, the timing is also appropriate. Why? Because the IMF have just concluded their mission to Ghana, their review. They had issued their statement and the rest of the... If you remember, one of the things the finance minister failed to do in the run-up to the IMF program was the lack of update, okay, and, and regularly updating the market. And we could see government strategy when it came to COVID. With a regular update, it helps to moderate uncertainty. But we're not getting that from the finance uh, on, the, on the economy. So I would say that in terms of the timing and the rest of them, I, I, I will side with the, with the finance minister. But my, my, my problem is more of the content, right? It appears the government is in a hurry to harvest dividend that hasn't been declared. That is actually not on the ground. In as much as positive news really moderate uncertainty relative to negative news of the same side, what you, what you put out there must reflect reality. It must be driven by data. So, because the idea is that unlike the days, a uh, couple of decades ago, where government only had access to the data and they interpreted the way they, they, they wanted, now the data is available. Okay, the data is available. So you telling investors that things are improving and all of that, they are also looking at the hard data. 
they are looking at the soft data. And if all of if what you put out there doesn't match with the data, then you will actually be be running into some kind of inconsistency, and and it will lean it will lean towards policy lack of policy credibility. But, and but, I'll give but, you a couple but, of but to, the, to the facts if, of what the finance minister said yesterday, doesn't it check out? Doesn't it match the reality? So he talks about inflation. He talks about you know ninety one day T bill rate declining. He talks about current account balance. He talks about you know recent GDP statistics showing that we are doing far better. Yeah. He talks about um, the the rate of inflation. Uh, sorry, the, that's um, the depreciation, the rate of depreciation of the city, and and all these factors that he he throws in to show that, that we are on a positive trajectory. Yeah, we we are not discounting that. The interpretation that you put on that data must be measured. Right. So if you say inflation has come down, I mean, inflation is 42 point something percent, right? In fact, it's one of the highest in Africa. Remember that if you are talking about investors, they have options. They have option of going to Cote d'Ivoire, they have option of going to other countries. Particularly, it's not so difficult now that we are talking about African continental free trade. So we've seen some kind of stability. And you see, and I agree with... Um, 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 Dr. Abidu uh, Abadji, that you know what the honeymoon surrounding the IMF program approval seems to be over. Okay, already, and now it's just been a few weeks. Yes, no, because you know what it has to be sustained. Okay, so if you look at the way the CD responded to the program announcements, okay, so you can look at the pre-program announcement and five days after the program announcement if you look at it within an event study it tells you clearly that the honeymoon of the IMF program is over now it's down to work now if you look at the way the program is structured for your for your foreign reserves to actually increase significantly we need to now see how the bilateral debt restructuring and the rest of them would actually kick in quite quickly. And, and, and that doesn't depend so much on us, right? So because if you look at the total inflows program in the IMF uh, uh, document, okay, what the IMF has given is just a small percentage of that. Okay, and then if you say that your current account has improved and the rest of them, if you lift the veil, you will see clearly that the first quarter of this year, we have basically suspended the economy. Okay, so there's a general slowdown in imports. You know, you know that also has implication for growth, right? Because more than 70% of business input costs is imported. So once general import has slowed, that has implication. Your current account balance is positive because you suspended coupon payment on your external debt, okay, and the rest of them. So you want to look at all of this, to, and, and, and then you judge that in the context of sustainability. And that is, so all that I'm saying is that, yes, the IMF program has kicked in, but there's a lot of work we need to do. And we have to be measured in terms of the positive spin that we put on it. And that it must also connect with the way people are also looking at assessment and the rest of them. Other than that, they will not take your verdict to be the case. Let, let, let me bring in Professor Professor Pepperine to the prof. Do you agree that, yes, the timing, there's nothing wrong with that, but the facts and the figures and the content must match the reality? And then the next question that automatically follows is, do you consider that what we've heard from the finance minister yesterday actually matches the reality? Good evening, Evans, and, and to Prof and Doug also. And so um, my assessment is that um, one, uh, let me put it, two main elements of going to IMF that we have benefited from is openness and accountability. So we've noticed that now the finance minister is being open and talking to us now, giving us the data. And in terms of accountability, we realized that even before going to IMF, certain things that were not done or were not disclosed to us, maybe from the perspective of internal um, auditors' report, we were, they were asked to disclose. And what has currently happened is that um, the rate of growth before Ghana going to IMF was too rapid and we could not sustain that kind of growth. That was why we were borrowing to match up that kind of growth that we were experiencing. And when your country is growing too fast, you tend to see your inflation rate moving up. And if you don't have the money to match up the growth, you will borrow. 
And in, in, in that effect, you see worsening situation of your balance of payment. So that was what was happening. For Ghana going to IMF, what we have seen in the shortest possible term, which is an element of confidence, is that we have seen that though we have suspended payment to um, our external debtors, we have seen that our current of payment account has become positive. Yes. If we were if we were to make that those payments, the situation would have not been the same. That is why Professor Bob Kane is saying that we we, we have suspended the um, economy in terms of such situation, and probably it is also a strategy. Um, to me, if it were in the IMF program. I'm sure all of us by now would have seen that our currency would have devalued more or become very bad. Look at December. We were doing 30% in terms of depreciation. Yeah. And we have seen it being reduced. The benefit is that now companies can plan. There is that kind of stability because um, foreign currencies are not um, fluctuating too often that would distort planning. In the short term, I'm sure companies can now plan for, let's say, three months because our foreign exchange position has improved. Mm, I mean, and, 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 that, and that point is important. Uh, but stay with me because I, I have, um, in the studio, is, is that something that you've realized? Yes. Are you able to plan now? Um, now, um, I think there is a um, high level of stability, so it will enhance planning. So for businesses, one thing that we look out for is the ability to plan for short to medium term so that when you are putting in your investment, you know how the situation will be. And for, for um, some time now, since the IMF um, deal was announced, at least we've seen some stability in the foreign exchange market, which is very important because a chunk of what we do, as Prof. Riley said, depends on the, the foreign exchange market, what we are importing, what we are using the CD4. So on that score, I think that is positive. Businesses can plan. Okay. So we are happy about that. Um, but you made a point earlier that you were expecting it to the CD to be stronger, far stronger than it is currently. Exactly. There, 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 there are two more. things. If it's stable, you can plan with you it. You can plan with it. Yeah. But if you're able to also reduce or the CD is able to put up a strong performance, then the better it is for us. Because we'll be able to export things at a lower rate, and whatever um, that we are using the, the CD for, we'll be able to get it at a lower rate. And that will also translate into a lower uh, prices and cost of production to us. And then of so course, our expectation actually was to see the CD um, um, appreciate to a large extent, which, of course, immediately we are not going to get it. We are not experiencing it. But the stability that we are experiencing now. At least now be able to plan around two off CDs, and I think you are you are okay to to go to, to go and, and prof. So, what do you make also, um, and this is uh, prof. Prepa, on the comment by prof. Bopping that the honeymoon period is over. Uh, within three weeks, it's already gone. Not just a month; it's already gone. Because if you look at the, and, and that's what uh, Mark Bidua Bajiz has been talking about. The expectation was that the city would have strengthened even more, but yes, there's stability. Do you agree that the already we've we've lost that uh, the honeymoon period? I mean, uh, well, I I I, I probably say he may he may explain what he meant by honeymoon, but if you ask me, um, the finance minister, what IMF has really done is to let him work. In the past, I would say he was not working. He was just approving whatever comes on his table for payments. But now, every item that comes onto his table, he's going to ask himself, is it in line with the PCPEC policy? So he's not going to have that kind of, um, let me put it, enjoyment, if that is what Prof terms as honeymoon. But he has to now work. In the past, where he agreed that within the shortest period, the government should go and build 111 hospitals, knowing that you don't have the money to do that. Uh, let me put it in, in, our, in our language. We were balancing short-term stabilization for long-term development. But this is what must be done now. That honeymoon where he was checking everything, we can pay, we can go ahead and do all these kind of expenses, capital expenditure items, 
and, and also not checking uh, current expenditure items. That honeymoon is over. This is the time for him to work. He needs to be able to find a balance. So if Prof is saying that that honeymoon period, where probably you have seen that confidence is coming into the economy, and it's time for, for him to, for, if you ask me, this is a time for him to sit down and work. And one other aspect I've noticed, um, he's traveling too much. It is good that he builds connection with external parties. He may have to open his eyes and now follow the books himself. If he really, if he's not moved as a finance minister and he's going to work, he needs to sit down and check every box of expenditure that comes on his table in line with the PCPEC program. Then we can be able to say that we bring the economy back. If not, if he keeps on tra traveling and people do things behind his back, and we know in Ghana this is very common, the situation, we will not get a benefit as we are expecting. So I agree with Prof. if he says that we are off the honeymoon period. It means that, in my understanding, this is the time for the finance minister to stay in his office and to be working. Yeah, Those I mean, are, on that point, it, it actually yesterday when he spoke, he made a specific uh, issue on the travels he did shortly after the IMF program um, was announced, also after the, uh, the, L the you know, staff level agreement was also announced, because that was necessary to get the international buy-in. If you look at the significant bilateral, multilateral investments that are coming in, you must necessarily go there to get it, and which is important. Yeah, I mean, it's good for him to go to travel, but if he can ask one of his deputies to do that, then we know that he is in the country managing the economy. If you really, if you really look at what happened in the past, let's check his traveling itineraries before we went to IMF. You will see that he was traveling more, and some people were doing his work for him. Mm. I mean, Prof. Wing, on on the subject though of some of this, let's go to some of the specifics that the finance minister talked about yesterday in terms of the, the benefits uh, to this country of the IMF program uh, that we've seen. He's laid out a, a vision that he expects the IMF program to deliver, including improving private sector, business environment, but also sparing growth. Some very ambitious targets that, that has been, had been set, and he believes that now we're on a, on a path to that recovery. Based on what we've seen already, uh, and what we expect to come with all the monies, almost two billion this year alone, will that in itself put us on the path to recovery? And what else must we do to get to get that recovery on, on that on that trajectory? Well, Evans, the IMS program is very clear that in terms of growth, things are going to get worse before they start to improve. And that is why I'm saying that the finance minister ought to be measured, right? Because the pro what is in the program must be consistent with the interpretation you put out there. Growth is going to decelerate this year from 3.2% last year to 1.5% this year. So, and this is consistent with the objectives of fiscal consolidation that would impose immediate costs. There's adjustment, there's sacrifice. Okay, so growth will be sacrificed in the first year of implementation, largely. Now, if growth is going to decelerate from 3.2% of 2022 to 1.5% in 2023, that has implication for job creation. Okay, that has implication for income growth. That has implication for consumption. Now, given that the rate of population growth in Ghana is around 2%, once your GDP growth will be lower than that, then in per capita terms, your economy would go through recession before recovery starts. So that's why I'm saying that let's be very measured. We've seen some positive news. We've seen some stability and the rest of them. But there's a lot of work that we have to do. Listen to the that, finance minister on that point. He says right now what the policies they are introducing is aimed at improving the business environment, uh, reducing the cost of doing business, enhancing export competitiveness, all on the back of the IMF program. 
And in addition, they are also going to be looking at local content regulations that will be amended so that we can give our local uh, businesses a competitive edge. He has a clear strategy, and I all of that includes improving the business environment. I don't have a problem with that. Evans, what I'm telling you is that the IMF program, the fiscal adjustment in terms of taxes in increasing revenue is going to have implication for the available free cash flow to private sector to expand. Again, if so if you look at the adjustment in terms of revenue enhancement, that is expected to contribute almost 3% of GDP. And then expenditure cuts. Then even look at the areas government is cutting. Let's go back to the program. Government is hoping to cut capital spending and make savings of 0.9%. Mm -hmm. This is the country that has huge infrastructure deficits. Potholes all over the place. And potholes in some places in Ghana are arranged in such a way that you can't miss both, no matter how careful you are. Right? But government is going to cut capex. Government is going to limit hiring. So that is public sector itself. They are going to limit hiring. They are going to limit wage increases. And they are hoping that there will be fiscal savings from that point. Then transfers to statutory bodies are all going to be rationalized. These are the expenditure cuts. In the immediate, all of these will have implication. Okay? Gen cuts in general goods and services and the rest of them. And we have said that in as much as we agree with the expenditure cut, the expenditure cut in the program would affect growth. Okay? The kind of expenditure cut we expect is not what they are doing. O okay? It's not what they are doing. Then the other thing to look at is that if you say you want to promote private sector uh, 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 growth in the neighboring environment, you ask yourself whether the level of taxes okay, that have been approved this year is consistent with creating enabling business environment. That is no. Look at the plan. Look, you just, let's be very careful. You look at the plan utility adjustments under the program. Mm and see whether that is consistent with creating enabling business environment. Well, you, you make the that point, and, 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 and because I have with me the CEO of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, no, I need to put Ivan, Let me make my final point here. Yeah, okay, sure. Let me make my I want to get his verdict here. on the point you make. Look, you are talking, you are, the finance minister is very busy trying to woo external investors. And I agree with Prof. Pepra that stay on the ground here. Restore confidence in the domestic financial market. The finance minister should tell us when is he going to clear all bond arrears, especially to pension holders, pensioners. I hope that is okay. So you can do all the talking and building confidence from external point of view, but it must be consistent with what is happening on the ground. What is government plan in terms of old bonds? Okay, because we need to we need to restart our capital markets. And for me, that is even more important than the than the foreign trip to all foreign investors, because we must be deliberate about growing indigenous private sector and indigenous private capital in here. Okay, so we need we need we need to we need to calm the system. Look, you are you are talking about treasury bill being more than nineteen percent. Government objective under the domestic debt exchange is to introduce a new yield curve below 15%. We have not been able to achieve that. Look at where treasury bill rate is now. And you ask yourself whether if government issue bonds next week, will you go and buy? But, 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 that, but that though, the current treasury bill rate has fallen from 35%. So it's an improvement. Yes, there's no doubt about that. What I'm saying is that we had an objective with the domestic debt exchange in introducing a new yield curve. And that is how can we reduce the old bonds average coupon yield from 19.3% to about 8.3% under the new bond yields, right, and extended the maturity profile. We couldn't keep the treasury bill rate low because inflation is particularly high. Yeah. Okay. And if Bank of Ghana is of the same view that things are going to improve as the finance minister holds the same view, then the policy rate should respond accordingly. Stay with me. Um, Mr. Baji, the point that he makes there earlier, 
about growth. First, of course, I, I just put it to him. The finance minister spent a lot of time trying to talk up what is going to happen in the back of the IMF program to help businesses thrive. But he says part of the IMF program is going to prove counterproductive. Of course. You, you agree with the point? Totally I agree with him. In fact, if you look at the program represented, the PCPEC, at the root of it is that the private sector is the one that is going to take out of this. Exactly. Malice. So everything that the minister is saying about improving the environment for businesses, for me, is right. But how are you going to do that? When within that same program, you are introducing a lot of taxes. We are not able to even to cope with the existing taxes. And now we have introduced three new taxes, for which raising inflation and other things are going up. Within that same program, you see utility prices or tariffs changing quarterly. And somewhere stated that there's going to be an ad hoc change in utility tariffs, which means that if they realize that they are not able to recover, they can also come and announce an increase in utility tariffs. We've seen within the same document that there's going to be monetary tightening, which means that the policy rate either will go up, will be maintained at the same level of 29.5%, which is the highest over the, over, uh, I mean, in, the, in this country. And that means that interest rates are still going to be high. How do you create that environment? How do you improve the business environment when we have all these counterproductive policies as part of the IMF? So I've been wondering how he's going to do that. If, if they are able to do that, for us, the better it is for us because businesses are waiting for such environment to take advantage of it, to expand and also create more jobs. But if you just say it and just pay uh, lip services to it, then people will begin to doubt your credibility when it comes to policies. That the things that you said you are going to do, you've not done them. So the next time when you come around and you promise businesses, you are going to look at it with a double eye to see whether you'll be able to, to do it. We need that environment. But the policies in the program must deliver that. Must he, he says, for example, they're going to be launching the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue uh, to encourage domestic and external investors to be a core part of our growth agenda. Uh, and they'll be working with you know, Ghanaian businesses, entrepreneurs, etc., to do this. You, you're, you're happy to participate in this? Of course. I mean, right from day one, you've asked that there is a need for us to engage, to dialogue, to look at what we can do together. For me, when we come together, businesses are the ones bearing the brunt or feeling the pinch of all that is going on. And we also have uh, some recommendations and suggestions to be made to ensure that we come out of these difficult uh, situations. So when we judge or we sit down and we all agree, then you also will get a buy-in from us that whatever we are going through, we all are working towards an end that will be beneficial to us. We all have to sacrifice now, and in the end, we all benefit from it. Then people will begin to now be part of the process of improving the environment. But when you don't involve us, then we also sit back and then do what we have to do. But if now they have recognized that they need us, they have recognized that we need to dialogue, and that is one of the reasons why they are stating that then we are ready to support. A few specifics uh, in terms of how they want to help you thrive. One is um, fast-tracking implementation of the key growth-oriented programs under the Ghana CARES program, and specifically, they want to, um, the economic enclave projects, they want to bring it back uh, to enable self-sufficiency in rice, maize, vegetables, and poultry. Right, which, which I think I said the last time I came here, I made mention of this particular yes. project. For me, it's one of the key projects that we have to pay particular attention, attention to. Because we need to be sustainable in the basic things that we import. If you are able to get a rice, you are able to get a poultry, most of the things that we are importing, if you are able to produce them locally, then we didn't put much pressure on the on the on the You know, the, so one I'm of the policies that the Bank of Ghana introduced was to, uh, you know, curtail the supply of dollars for the import of pro some, of, some of these products exactly. that we can produce locally. Exactly. Should that policy be maintained? Yes, for me, that is the reason why the bit of in improving the business environment is very relevant. If you are saying that people should not, be, should not import, but the businesses in the country are also finding it difficult to, to produce. produce the things that we are not getting the dollar to import, then you are also starving the citizenry of some of the products and services that they, they need. But if you have created the environment, if you have empowered the private sector, giving them the incentives to produce the things that we are importing, 
then all of us will be free. And also encourage all of us to consume the things that we are producing uh, locally. So it's going to be a win-win affair for the government and for the business community. And for us, much as we are looking to make profit from whatever we are doing, that is why we set up a business. We are not Father Christmas. We are also seeking to ensure that we have an economy that is sustainable and resilient to any shocks that will come to us. And businesses, I know, will take advantage and also expand to employ more people. I mean, Professor Prepra, so I see there's a, there's a conflict between what the finance minister anticipates will happen with the turning around the economy on the back of the IMF, but also what the business says the reality is, which is that some of the IMF-linked policies themselves are counterproductive. So how do you net this off to deliver eventual growth in the end and deliver us from this current economic crisis? Um, Ivan, so I'll, I'll tell you my simple analysis of um, the finance minister's plan. Um, so what I've noticed is that um, though finance uh, uh, controls power or, or moves the economy, um, his plan, and as has confirmed by the IMF program, is to cause a reduction in growth. And that kind of reduction and also increase domestic revenue mobilization in terms of taxes. And as the government is trying to do that, and, and go back to the last two budgets of the finance minister, you see that he made a strong argument for increase in tax rate um, percentage against the GDP. Yes. That was why he was pushing for the e-levy and stuff. So he's not gone against his own strategy. So all his strategy is to find ways to increase domestic taxation to 18% to the 20% that he planned. And by so doing, it's really affecting local, um, let me put it, the businesses in Ghana. I noticed that the finance minister also is trying to build a link between external uh, businesses. I don't know how he wants to do it, whether they want to bring them in to focus on the agricultural sector, because yeah. that was what I heard him saying. Yeah. Could it be that, the, um, this is my simple asset, um, analysis, that there is that kind of disconnection between the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Agriculture on what strategy? Remember, we just did... Um, um, uh, youth, youth employment or youth in agriculture programs and stuff. Can we go back to strengthen that sector to, to be able to take up the unemployment youth into agriculture instead of trying to woo investors from outside to come and take up our agricultural sector? This is my simple assertion. I also see that there's that kind of disconnection between the trade ministry and the ministry of finance. Who is championing bringing in these external um, investors. You, you mentioned, the finance minister said he had to go out to go and see two major investors, one in South Africa and, and, and in South Korea. Yeah. What, is the, what is the trade ministry doing? Is it that because we have new ministers, they don't have the strategy? I'm doing or I'm making this assessment and coming back to my point that the finance minister must stay home and be working for us. He must not take up the duties of other ministries. Though, the, in a way, the finance ministry will, 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 will put all their, their, their um, quantitative data for all what, whatever they are doing. But we may have to see the other ministries organizing seminars, conferences, having the dialogues, not, not to be led by the finance ministry. His duty is to bring economic stability and make sure that other ministries are really working. If you ask me, let me ask this question. What has been the, 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 the point being made by the Ministry of Agric? We don't know in terms of the IMF program. But when you read the document, you will see they have roles to play. Ministry of Trade, what has been their role? The Energy Ministry, we know. What are they saying about the energy sector debt? It is something that the ministry must take up. If not, the finance ministry minister will be going round, round, round and doing other, other, other ministry's job. And by the time he realizes, he will forget that his duty is to ensure economic stability. And that is my assertion that he may have to stay home, give room to other ministers to work, other ministries, and he, all he needs to do is to monitor that whatever they are doing ties in with the program that we have. 
Mm. If you're able to do that, you will be able to find a balance. If if not, and the finance minister is the one doing all these things, his plan will only be looking at one one particular thing. How do I bring in foreign currency to be able to show up my balance of payment and control exchange rate devaluation? And Prof. Prof. Bokwing, uh, thank you very much for joining me. I mean, uh, and, and as we know, we're still in the early days of the program, and so we'll be assessing as and when the finance minister, he'll be going for media budget review next month, so that gives you an opportunity. But I'm curious, before we go, uh, Mr. Baje, so um, you said you're willing to sit and talk on the back of the aisle. Has, has the finance ministry of government reached out for a conversation at all? Because they're proposing a dialogue. so excited every Monday because I know that I get to have a time with you and push on the full the taxes bring them down and I think uh, at this at this very level is too high for any business to survive and of course the effect is there for all of us to see so if there is any opportunity if you have to tell the minister one thing is to take a second look at the three taxes that, that they introduced before those are those, remember those were prior actions so you can't touch it now now that you have the IMF deal thank you very much Bidu um, and, and and also enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh -huh.